thank you, Father God. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you glory. We magnify you. We lift your name above any other name of Jehovah. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we are alive this day, O oh God. We thank you for the gift of life, the gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life, O oh Lord. We thank you, O oh Father, for your divine protection, your divine intervention in our lives, our families' lives, and our children's lives, O oh God. We thank you for your covering, O oh dear God. Father, we lift our hands up this morning unto you as a sign of surrendering, O oh God, unto your will, O oh God, all the days of our lives. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity that you have given me, O oh God, to share your word with your people, O oh God. I pray that, O oh Lord, that our hearts will become the good ground, O oh God, that is needed for your word to grow, which is your seed. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, let me take this time to greet you all, brothers and sisters, in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I am coming in for the first time this week. For the first time this week, it's been hectic, but I am here now in the name of Jesus. Let me take this time yet again to say that I appreciate you, I love you, and I thank you for always, for you always tuning in and, 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 and listening to the word of God. Of course, this is your favorite podcast, Deep Utterances of the Word of God, where we go deep in the Word of God. And I am Pastor Amos, or simply call me Latter Day Preacher. Latter Day Preacher. I come to you this morning, praise God, with a message, uh, praise God, with a message of the Word. So we are going deep um, in the Word of God. We are looking at our topic today. Um, um, be a disciple of Christ. That is what we are talking about. Becoming a disciple or be a disciple of 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 of, of Christ. It is a, it is direct and is directed to you wherever you are. I know that some of you already are disciples of Christ. Praise God. So let me just um, clear this first. You know, it is all well and good to say that you are a born again Christian. Praise God. It is well and good. That is what is needed to for you to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. But it does not end there. It does not end there. So Christ today is looking for people that will pick up their crosses and follow him. Praise God. So in other words, we, Christ is looking for people who will put him who will put him first. Praise God. Who will put him first? So Jesus, in other words, Yeshua, in other words, is looking for such believers who will put him first. In everything you put Christ first. You know, it does not matter what you are going through right now. So you do not magnify the problems that you are facing right now, the trials and tribulations, but you magnify the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is greater than any other name. Praise God. So let us look at the book of Matthew, for instance, well, just to, to, to show you what it means to, to put Jesus first. Um, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, it says that 
in, in this NIV version. But seek first his kingdom. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Now, the Bible says, but seek first, but seek first his kingdom. Whose kingdom? God's kingdom. And his righteousness. Whose righteousness? God's righteousness. So, in other words, when, we, when, when people say that God is a God of principle, he's an orderly God. He needs things to be done in an orderly way. He's a, in an orderly way. That means that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, or if you have, as you have accepted him, praise, praise God as your Lord and Savior. So now, the next steps that he is expected of, is, is expected of you, praise God, the next step that you must take now is to seek first the kingdom of God. What does this mean? This means that to put Christ first in everything that you do. That means the last person that you think about when you go to bed, it must be Jesus. The first person that you think about when you when you wake up in the morning, it must be Jesus. Now, the Bible says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And there is a reason why this the, the last part of this verse is mentioned because it God, God knows God knows that people are distracted. Are distracted why? Because people um 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 people they have a tendency to seek after the things of this world first. Praise God. But the word of God says and the word of God says Praise God. The word of God says, as a believer, God is talking to believers here. As the people who have already known Christ and people who tomorrow perhaps will accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they will have to know these things. Whoever calls himself a believer or follower of Jesus Christ must seek his kingdom first. Praise God. So people of this world, their tendency is to seek or to accumulate as much as much wealth as possible. Oh, okay. Of course, the world uh, uh, is free for, for 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 any of us to prosper to succeed. But is but that is not how the children of God do things. We don't do things like um, the people of this world. We might be in this world, but we are not of this world. And the Bible is very clear on this. Hallelujah. The Bible is very clear in this. So what we do for our lives to be balanced, for our lives to be the lives that God um, expects us to live, we seek God first. So any thirst and any lust that we have, it must be the thirst of God. So our hearts, our souls must thirst for God. Hallelujah thanks for God. So this is a promise of God that after you have seek me, after you have put me first, this is what I will do. So your heart desires shall be added unto you. Your heart desires shall be given to you because that is how we do things. Because any man who is a born again Christian and is wealthy, that man is a sane person ever, a holy person ever. A righteous person ever so he handles his business righteously right 
you will never see um, um, in a company that is led by a righteous person um, riots praise God people rising up and and and, and uh, complaining about being not paid complaining about being um, exploited and all those things because a righteous person who is a businessman not just the righteousness of this earth but the righteousness that the Bible says we must seek the righteousness of God do things according to the will of the Father not according to the will of man hallelujah but seek first the kingdom of God in other words you are putting Christ first in everything that you do maybe in your family in business, in in, in in your um in your workplace, Jesus must come first all the time. So the book of Luke chapter 9, verse 23 says, Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And follow me. So, in other words, what, what Jesus was saying is so denying yourself. Praise God is to deny the desires of the flesh. Praise God is to deny the desires of the flesh. Sometimes is to leave a place where you are comfortable. Sometimes we leave uh, uh, well-paying jobs because God has, wants us to do so. Remember when He called Abraham. He called Abraham and he, and he told him to leave his country of birth to leave everything that he knew from that from 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 that place his friends his family to go away so god god wanted to use him god wanted to bless him so he obeyed in other words instead of him having pride and saying to god or questioning god and saying why would i leave my country, my friends are here, my family is here, my children are here. I cannot do that. Praise God. Of course, we do know that he did not have children by that time because his wife was, was barren. Praise God. So the Bible said then says that he obeyed. He obeyed. He obeyed. And his obedience is what um, today made him to be, to be known as a father of faith. So the demonstration of faith demonstration of obedience praise God to the will of the father so yielding to the will of the father the meaning that you are denying yourself praise God sometimes we leave well-paid jobs we leave our families behind maybe God one day will tell me to leave South Africa to leave South Africa and go to a country I've never been to I've never been to Europe I've never been outside of Africa maybe God will say go to India Preach the gospel there. Praise God. Go go to Canada. You know, go to go go to Ethiopia. Wherever God says I must go, I will have to obey and go. That means I will have to deny myself. It does not matter how comfortable I am in South Africa. So following God is not about comfort. It's not about comfort, but it's all about obedience. So you are denying yourself. You are denying yourself. Maybe you used to love alcohol, you used to love drugs, you used to be a prostitute, all these things. Once you encounter Jesus and you want to be a disciple of Jesus and you want to be a disciple of Jesus, so that means that you will have to deny yourself. Worldly pleasures, you deny yourself of them. 
that means that it, it, it is no longer you who lives but Christ praise God must live in you so that is what it means when you say that we put Christ first or we put God first we put God first not our desires not our dreams but what God says we must do we must do that is now um, the, the number one point when you when you want to be a disciple when people say that be a disciple or become a disciple of Jesus Christ now point number two separate from the world you know separate from the world so the book of first John John the, the Revelator the book the, the book of first John John the Apostle chapter 2 verse 15 16 says do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him do not love the world or anything in the world that is why i said before even though we are in this world as the bible says we are not of this world therefore we must not um, we, we must not not be too acquainted to the things of this of course we live in this world okay we need shelter houses of course we, we God will open doors for us for business or for work we work to feed our families we work so that we must do the, the, the work of God the one who has called us into his ministry praise God but when God says that you must not love the things of the world it means that you must not love things that become disturbance in you when i'm i'm saying things I, i'm lacking a better english word to mention here praise god but when i'm when when i'm saying that you must not you must not allow things to disturb you like for instance everybody knows that money money becomes a big problem when people last over money when people all they want is money they want to accumulate wealth big houses big, without god they seemed even those who started off very well they started off very well they were loving god before but as god opens doors for them and they become blessed they seem to shift their focus now all of a sudden they are too busy for god all of a sudden they are too busy to pray all of a sudden they don't have time to to to, to fast and pray and all those things that, that those are signs that money is taking you away from god or the love of this world is in you so if you're that kind of a person that god has opened a door for a better job now all of a sudden you're too busy you can't go to to to, to church services you don't attend anything that has to do with god you don't pray as much you don't read the bible as much that means that that is a sign that is a big sign that the things of this world are taking over your life slowly but surely though the devil is very cunning he will use what god has blessed you with to take you away from god so you have to be very 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 careful and tread very 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 careful when you are so the bible says that do not love the world or anything in the world so in other words your focus must be on jesus if you want to be a disciple of jesus christ your focus must be on jesus so if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him because once you love the things of this world once you last over the things of this world once you thirsty over the things of this world or you thirst over the things of this world then obviously the love of the father will slowly leave you 
because you will begin to embrace the things of this world love the things of this world or stress over the things of this world praise god now verse 16 says for everything in the world the cravings of sinful men the lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the father but from the world comes not from the father so the cravings of a sinful man so the cravings of the sinful man is the sexual immorality is the love of of of, of the things that have nothing to do with god the things of this world you want expensive cars you want you want you want you want you want you want all that you talk about is wanting wanting and your heart is, is invested too much in the things of this world and then you will develop pride and arrogance praise god or in the later it will it, it will become ignorance praise god of the things of god praise god of the things of god then the bible says that the last of his eyes you know the last of his eyes we i can even take you back to the to the book of genesis that is where uh, you know the fall of man when we talk about the fall of man in the book of genesis we we talk about the last because it, it, it was actually the devil yes said what he said he said you shall not die you shall not surely die that's what he said to eva but when he showed her the fruit in the middle praise god of the garden of eden so it was the last of the eyes that 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 really deceived her because the bible says when he saw it he wanted it right he he looked at it and he wanted it praise god even though god said that do not eat from this fruit because if you eat from this fruit you shall surely die you shall surely die but the last of the eyes said something else that is why we fail that is when we you know why we we, we sin so much as, as 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 believers is when we allow the flesh to take over our lives not to listen to the leading of the holy spirit not to allow when we when we are not allowing the holy spirit to lead us that is when we fail that is when we are doomed that is when we are doomed once we allow the flesh because the flesh wants the things of this world but the spirit of god is really focusing on the things of god the, the things of god the unperishable things of god but the but the flesh is is lasting over the perishable things of this world the flesh wants cars wants sex wants to smoke wants to drink that is what the flesh wants you know people can't even fast these days they can't even go out fasting because they have to eat you know that that, that is is a sign of you allowing the flesh to take over praise god to take over your life praise god that is what the bible here is saying so if you want to be a disciple of christ then you have to separate from the world separate yourself from the world in other words when you accepted jesus christ that you you have you have become sanctified that means that you were set apart for the work of god you are set apart as a believer to serve god to worship god and only god and we worship god by what by our spirit in truth and in spirit not by flesh because if we going to say that we are going to worship god by flesh we are going to fail hallelujah now point number 3 um uh, point number 3 says be okay okay before i even go to point number 3 
when I was talking about you must point number two said that you must separate from the world. Then Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says that do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by a renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. That is what I've always, I always say brothers and sisters that the word because you can only the way the mind is renewed by the word of god that is how we 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 equip ourselves as believers is the knowledge of the will of the father because the will of the father is in the word of god praise god how you renew your mind is by studying and meditating upon the word of god then you will not conform to the things of this world then you will understand the likes and dislikes of god what god loves what god despises you will understand all these things all the the dynamics of our god you will understand them by what by by reading the word of god by studying the word of god by by meditating upon the word of god then you will know the will of the father now Point number three says, be steadfast, be steadfast. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 says that, Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know what your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Uh-huh. In other words, stand firm. So in this in mind, when saying that stand firm, let nothing move you. Praise God. So Apostle Paul knew because he was also facing the same problems. He knew that there would be persecution. He knew that there will be things that wants to take you away from, from, the, from the will of God. But he says that do not be moved by those stand firm. Having faith, that is the definition of faith, standing firm, being grounded, being rooted in the word, being rooted in Jesus Christ, having Jesus Christ, praise God, in your life, having been rooted in him, standing firm, having faith in God, trusting God, yes, drop problems will come yes challenges will come yes persecutions will come we are not exempted from any of those things but a true believer is defined by how he stands when you stand firm praise god so that when winds when storm come praise god they do not move you they do not move you that is why the bible talks about a foolish builder and a wise builder a wise builder will build his house on the rock on the rock and a foolish builder builds his house on the sand so that when storm comes when windy day comes his his house is is blown away those are the people that built their 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 faith on the things of this world praise god when 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 hard times comes they, they, they are so easily they are so easy to cower they are so easy to be defeated praise God because their faith was based on things so someone is telling himself or herself no I am an, I am a manager I am a business owner that means that I am blessed oh look at him he's so poor that means that God's blessings are not upon him praise God praise God which is a lie 
So what you should be doing as a believer is to build your house on the rock, which means your faith must be built upon Jesus, nothing else, upon Jesus. So that when times of tribulations and trial come, when times of persecution comes, you will be able to stand firm. You will be able to stand firm like a true believer. In other words, you will be steadfast in your faith. The book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3 says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider Jesus. In other words, be like Jesus. Be like, you have seen him. You have read about him. You know about what Jesus went through, the humiliation, the shame, the beatings, the spitting, and all those things that he went through. And eventually, they put him on the cross and they killed him. Praise God. They killed him. But it was all the plan of God. Praise God for them to do that. Hallelujah. Now, um, point number which is the last point because of time praise God number four we are talking about being a disciple and uh, and, uh, and the disciple of of Jesus Christ hallelujah now serve others you know this is very important you know um, there, there is a problem in the um, in in the church of Jesus Christ today where Praise God, where we have, um, where we have what we call uh, pastors, you know, the servants of God, pastors who think that uh, being a pastor is to be served. Being a pastor is to be served. They, they, they become so big-headed, you know, when they boast or brag about so-called spiritual sons and daughters, and all that. Praise God, they become so big-headed in, in, in to, to a point where. You know they want to be served but when you are called as a, as a pastor praise God when you are called as a servant of God you are a servant that is the main the name servant means that you are a servant you are not meant to be served you are to serve people that is a definition of humility praise God look at Jesus Christ the main example our role model Jesus Christ the author and finisher of our faith he is a prime example of what it means to, 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 to be full of humility, to be a servant. Praise God. Because only God must be exalted. Only God must be magnified, not man. Pastors are servants, not the other way around. Not the other way around. They are servants, they are not masters. The only master that we serve is Jesus. Is Jesus. The only master that we serve is God. Hallelujah. Now, serve others so in mark 10 verse 45 for even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many and to give his life as a ransom for many praise god so his life when you when you read about him his life story jesus from from day one Jesus was a humble servant of God. He came to serve indeed, not to be served. And he knew his mission, he knew his purpose, that he was to become a, a, a lamb, that would, a sacrificial lamb. Praise God. 
he wants to become a ransom a redeemer praise god today we say we are born again christians why we owe it to jesus we owe it to his blood that redeemed us from sin from darkness and brought us into the light of god today so we must be like him so the bible says that we must imitate him if jesus christ came in this world not to be served but to serve therefore pastors apostles evangelists prophets all these fivefold ministry they must know that the moment they say that you have a calling of god you must know that you have a calling to serve others you are called to save that means you are called to be the least in the kingdom of god hallelujah don't be big headed think that you are a celebrity when you are a pastor no 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 you are a servant a servant a servant a servant praise god so second corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 says for we do not preach ourselves right but for we do not preach ourselves but jesus christ as lord and ourselves as your servants for jesus sake praise god so if we do not preach ourselves so we we cannot exalt ourselves because we are not masters ourselves but we are servants so we are here to serve god we are here to serve believers praise god in our churches for example when you have a church that you lead you must know that you are there to serve those people of god in other words you must be the least among those people of god a man of god a woman of god must be full of humility we must be like a lamb we must be meek like jesus was we must be meek like jesus is today so that is how you become a disciple of jesus christ instead of wanting to be the great be the least instead of wanting to be the first be the last that is how it goes that is how it goes how it goes be the least don't be like want to be the great praise god and your focus must be on jesus all the time for we do not preach ourselves the gospel that we preach is the gospel of jesus christ but jesus as lord and our savior as your servant as lord and ourselves as your servants for jesus as our servant for your servant for jesus for jesus for jesus lord jesus lord jesus lord jesus thank you father now let me quickly go to point number 5 and then we close it from there praise god we close it from there now look at the book of proverbs proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 to 10 so the bible says that honor the lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all your crops verse 10 then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine so what the bible says i want to i want us to uh, uh, let me be relevant i want us to go to to second corinthians um the new testament um chapter 9 verse 6 to 7 remember this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously verse 7 each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver i love this so the bible says that any you are a disciple of jesus christ 
if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you will give and you will give generously. Jesus Christ taught on giving on so many occasions and he did not teach you about giving to church, but he taught you about giving. General term, when you say generally, giving generally, be it in church, be it in giving to your neighbors, to those who don't have, to those who are needy, giving to the people that you don't, especially people that you don't even know. Praise God. Blessing them. So the Bible says that you must give and give generously. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. In order for you to give generously, God must bless you generously. So this is not um, uh, we are, we, this is not directed to people who are unemployed, people who have nothing. Praise God. Let's let, let let me make an example. Perhaps you are in a church, and you don't have because you you are not working. Praise God. You don't have because you are not working. So the best thing that you can do, you can give your time because. But you must do that willingly. No one must force you to do it. It must come from your heart that I must give my time to church. Maybe let me come before church service and sweep, make sure that the church is clean or dust off some things or be a, a, an usher in the church, be of use to the church. And then that what you do, you serve and you give with what you have. Praise God, not what you don't have. Giving does not only translate to money, praise God, but time. You can give your time to church and be of use to the church where you serve, where you are, where you go. Praise mighty Jesus. And I like what the Bible says here in verse 7. So it says that each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. So you must not be compelled to give. A believer, as believers, giving becomes automatically when you are blessed by something you and, and you feel like you should give, you do it without you being compelled, without you being forced, without you being um, even told. Praise God. So when you are... Be those things become uh, automatical in you, in your heart, because you love the work of God. When you are what a disciple of Jesus Christ, because there's always a need for finances in your church. Where you are, there's always an... Maybe your church is not lacking. Maybe your church, God has blessed your church. Your church has finances. Your church is, is doing good. But there could be a small church somewhere, maybe next to your, where you live, and you know that they are struggling financially, but they don't. perhaps they don't even have microphones or they don't even have a keyboard or whatever they use, instrument they use there. And you have the finances to, to do it. You don't have to give to your church only, but in the kingdom of God, you can be a giver. Praise God. Do so not because you expect God to bless you. Do so because you know that you know it is the right thing to do as a believer to give. Do so because you love the work of God. Do so because you love God. Just like when you give to your neighbors, when you give to people you don't even know, those who lack, when you buy groceries, when you buy shoes, whatever you do for them, give finances, whatever you do, you do it because you love God. You do it to glorify God, not because you want to show off that you have money, not because you want to go and tell your other neighbor that you bought groceries for your other neighbor. That is not accepted at all. 
so giving it becomes a, a, a big part of any disciple of Jesus Christ Jesus taught on this and this is what we must do as believers giving is not restricted to your church only but you must always open your eyes and see those who are in need those who are in lack around you and, and be a blessing to them and bless them not because you are compelled to but because it's what you love because you love God because you want God to be glorified through you and that will show that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ Father we thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ we thank you for this day we thank you oh God for your word we thank you oh Father that today we will become disciples disciples that today will understand what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ oh God thank you father I pray in the name of Jesus well I am latter-day preacher this is your favorite podcast deep utterances of the word of God until next time may the good Lord bless you and keep you safe always thank you Lord glory to Jesus thank you Lord Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Master Jesus. Oh, Father, you are worthy.